Christchurch to you for. And today, as Kiz mentioned, this is a slightly different service for me because this is my, my last service with you here at the Friday Communion. And it's been such a privilege to worship with you uh, at the service, to share communion, and to have the opportunity to share the gospel. Uh, for those of you that don't know exactly what I'm doing yet, uh, I'm going to be moving to St. Aldate's in Oxford and uh, running their School of Ministry, which is a church internship program aimed at 18 to 25-year-olds uh, wanting to give a year to serve the church, grow in ministry, and be equipped for an ongoing life of discipleship. So that sounds like fun. Um, the thing about getting a job is that you have to go, normally, you have to go through an interview process. You have to decide how it is that you're going to present yourself. And once you've got the job, that process doesn't stop, particularly when you're going to be uh, leading other people. You have to decide how you're going to present yourself, how you're going to speak. I'm actually quite nervous, if I'm honest, about this new job. And the temptation for me is to kind of puff myself up and try and appear very solid and wise and knowledgeable. So what a blessing and a privilege to have the opportunity to preach to you from this passage in 1 Corinthians. I was assigned this passage um, ages ago, I think before I even got the job, and uh, as I've reflected and meditated on it over the last few weeks, it has been, for me, a living word, food for my soul. So my intention today is not to speak for long, uh, but to share with you this passage And something of the journey I've been on over the last few weeks. And how this passage has helped me to understand that and prepare for uh, what's to come next. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing with you. Nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The truth is that we all label ourselves. We all put ourselves in boxes. We trade on our job titles, our position within the church. Our society is hierarchical. Our children are labeled. If you saw the news yesterday, you'll have seen kids getting their A-level results. It was a really good year this year. A friend of mine got four A stars, which is even better than he was expected to do. And the papers were talking about how many students were looking to trade up their university places through clearing yesterday. To use their better than expected results. To get themselves into better than expected universities. To give themselves a better than expected start in life. And a better than expected job. It's exhausting, isn't it? But when Paul goes to the church in Corinth, does he go with his qualifications in hand? Does he go in his best suit? Does he practice his elocution? Does he go, does he book out the biggest stadium in town, fire up the lights and the sound system, get himself a great opening act and a bookstall for the back? No. It says this, when I came to you, I did not come 
with eloquence or human wisdom. I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. Why does Paul do this? It seems so counterintuitive. It's totally kind of countercultural to how we would expect to, to do these kind of things. How is it that in doing this, he was better able to point people to Jesus? The theologian uh, Henri Nuon, in a book which uh, Kier has just given to me, talks about the temptation that Christians have to be spectacular. To be seen to be competent and able to do it all in our own strength. He talks about how he was a successful minister. How he was terribly busy and important. But when he gave that all up to go and live among a community of people with special needs, he realized this. Stardom and individual heroism, which are such obvious aspects of our competitive society, are not at all alien to the church. There too, the dominant image is of the self-made man or woman who can do it all alone. Tim Keller talks about the opposite of this. He calls it the freedom of self-forgetfulness. Writing on this letter of 1 Corinthians, he says, It is the normal state of the human heart to try to build its identity around something besides God. Spiritual pride is the illusion that we are competent to run our own lives. Achieve our own sense of self-worth and find a purpose big enough to give us meaning in life without God. The essence of gospel humility is not thinking more of myself or thinking less of myself. It is thinking of myself less. Paul has cracked it. The trick is not to talk ourselves down. Neither is it to be something that we're not. Nor is it to be self-deprecating or rest on false humility. Instead, when we preach or when we share with our friends about Jesus, we are to point away from ourselves and to point to God. Paul says... I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Paul doesn't preach with fancy stuff, he preaches the gospel. Earlier in 1 Corinthians, he says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom and eloquence, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Paul does everything that he can to die to himself and instead to point towards God. 
to reveal the gospel not through flash presentations, but by asking the Spirit to work in the lives of his listeners and acted that out in front of them. And this is what I've realized I need to do uh, as I've learned to, to preach in this service. And you've been so accommodating in me as I've done that over the last two years, so thank you. And I've realized too that this is what I must do in my new job. This is a quote that um, I've had actually on the top of all of my sermon scripts over the last two years. And I think it's from the letter to the Colossians. I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The truth is, and I've already sent my, uh, my new interns our passage from today. If they rely on me, they're doing themselves a disservice. If I puff myself up and encourage them to depend on me, I'm leading them astray. Instead, my role is to pastor them, to shepherd them, to lead them to the foot of the cross. To demonstrate the power of the Spirit to them. And to pray for them that God would work powerfully in and through them. Not for their glory. Not for my glory. Neither for the glory of the church. But for the glory of God. That is the point friends. That's why we preach to point to Jesus. That's why we pastor It's to point to Jesus. And I'm sorry if I've ever been guilty of doing the opposite and pointing to myself as I've preached to you in the service. But, And I'm sorry if the church has ever misled you, emptying the cross of its power and investing in it in itself because that is a falsehood. Yes, God uses the church, but the point is Jesus. Without Jesus, the church is empty fallacy. Friends, this is what I've been trying to live out as I've preached to you today. This knowing nothing except Christ crucified. And pray for me as I move to Oxford, as I take up this new role, that I would know nothing except Christ crucified. That I would not succumb to the temptation to try and rest on my own ego. Do it in my own strength. Pray for the the poor interns that are going to be under me. That they would put their whole faith and security in Christ crucified. And that because of that, we would see the power of the Spirit working in their lives. And my prayer for us today uh, is that as we come to the communion table, we would die to ourselves. We would rest on Christ crucified and continue to live for the sake of his glory. Amen.